Yeah, we have a video there that tells a little story. So go that's figure. true. A funny <laughs> video that is still living on a couple years later, and mm. um, hopefully is pretty memorable because we pour well, beer all over each other in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I'm Jason Moore. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie, and I'm eating my new favorite candy, which is Smash. It's a Norwegian brand, Trav. I don't know what kind of candy you're eating nowadays, if you're eating any candy, but these might be some of the most addicting things I've ever come across, man. They look like, as I'm looking at your computer screen, because you're on video here on Skype, they look like bugles covered in chocolate. You, is that? Yeah, that is correct. You nailed oh, it. Dude, speaking of bugles um, and, and great foods that are addicting, I never eat bugles because I don't even know if they make bugles anymore like in the US, but I was in a lounge in dublin and they had a bowl of bugles out and i had to make myself only eat one at a time like i literally walked up to the bugle bowl and ate one and then sat back down because i would have just eaten the whole bowl those things are crazy addicting what's in those things (sighs) crack cocaine potentially i'm not sure i haven't had a bugle in years man the same thing and when this hit my lips i mean i i we went to a show the other night and um, a couple friends of ours came over to to watch our daughter here in Norway. And um, my wife bought these to just have out in a bowl. And I'm like, oh, my God, how am I just hearing about these for the first time? And, you know, this is one of those things where, yeah, we talked about in the last episode being a multi-local and and living like a local in different places. These are like one of those things where if you get local and you can find like some little local thing like this and you're like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I felt like it took months years of me living here to find out about this shouldn't taken that long smash You're, that's smash it smash with an exclamation point bam that's when you become a local when you find the local candy or chocolate <laughs> that's addicting to you oh, which would man. mean that um for me i became a local in japan same thing there was this ice cream bar called a choco bari bar okay it was like it was like a vanilla ice cream with like those little like cookie crumbles, you know, on the outside, like Oreo cookie crumbles on the outside. But it was way better than anyone I'd had in the States. Here's the issue. And the thing I will to this day never understand about Japan. It's ice cream, right? So they always have ice cream in stock at these con- at convenience, convenience stores. But they didn't always have these Choco Bari bars. When I tr- eventually after a year and a half was like trying to figure out like why sometimes they have them and sometimes they don't. That someone told me, and this could be a translation issue, that they were seasonal. But I'm like, you always have frozen ice cream. It's not like you're you don't have any ice cream, right, right. for like the winter, and then you bring. I mean, back- it's it's frozen, isn't that the point? You can yeah. freeze it. <laughs> I'm like, I want these Choco Bari bars all year round. Yeah. Funny story about the Choco Bari bars, and again, being a local, the refrigerator. One time, I was leaving our um, house in Japan for two weeks. Okay, I was or, or I was leaving for four weeks, but Heather was going to be back. Like we were going to be gone for two whole weeks. Uh, one of like no one's going to be in the house. Okay, you got that. And it took me a while to explain that, but 
I walked out of the thing with my huge backpack going back to the United States, walking down the train station. I remembered there's a Chaco Bari bar in my freezer. Oh, I can't go four weeks without Chaco Bari bar. So I run back to the house. Mind you, I almost missed my train. Grabbed the Chaco Bari bar so I could eat it <laughs> on my way to the airport. <laughs> Didn't know this at the time. Must have forgot to close the freezer door. When Heather came back to the place two oh, weeks later, man. everything, we're talking like probably 15 pounds of chicken, <sighs> everything in my freezer had defrosted, caused a huge mess. <laughs> the worst smell you could ever imagine, like basically chicken that had been out for a long time. It, you know, it was disgusting. All because I wanted to eat a Chaco bar. And, bar. and it was worth it, right? <laughs> Every last bite was worth it. It always is. Well, you know, when you were here, uh, our version of that was the Tutu Bar ice cream. We had the Tutu Bar. Um, is the, the, it's like a cranberry type of thing here that Travis and I both love. And um, we had the... Like local, the world's best cranberry sauce. But, but like so way good. better than cranberry sauce. Oh, man, but, it's so good. Well, you got to come back for the bar ice cream. You got to come back to try these smash candies. And um, we're telling a lot of stories here in the beginning of the podcast uh, about um, our... I guess we're talking about food stories. But today we're going to be talking about... Stories for your location-independent business, right? Yeah, and so, I, I mean, we always tell stories in the beginning of podcasts because who doesn't love a good story about a, a refrigerator defrosting and <laughs> discussing or, or an awesome smash chocolate that I hope you bring to, uh, to all of us in Austin when you're coming to the United States in February. Um, that would be a nice little gift for everyone out there who's attending our LI gathering. Uh, some smash candies there from Norway. And the idea is that stories, when it comes to branding and when it comes to business and when it comes to marketing, stories are an invaluable part of whatever business you're trying to run. And if you think that this isn't true or you just want some examples of it, all you have to do is turn on the TV, right? Or, or whatever, or hop on Netflix or watch any type of commercial because Almost every commercial that you watch has some sort of story with it, right, Jay? Like, they don't just come on and say, oh, okay, buy Budweiser, it's 4.2% alcohol by volume, the can is white and red, Um, Budweiser was founded in this year. You know, they don't just give you a list of, of, um, what am I trying to say? Benefits. uh, Features. 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 They don't just give you a benefit of features. Features, No, they have like... They give, you, they give you the benefits, they don't give you the features. That's where we're right. going back to classic sales 101. You have the features and the benefits. The features are like, it does this, it has this, it's this big. You know, the actual physical attributes of the, of the product are digital attributes, if it's software or something like that. The benefits are, the, are how it can change how your gonna, life. Yeah, how it's going to change your life. And, and a lot of times, the story that they tell... Uh, especially some of these big companies like Budweiser and the Clydesdales, right? Like, why do they have Clydesdales? I still have no idea. But if you They're think really of those cute. horses, you think of Budweiser, right? Like, it, it's present. Yeah. It's it's a way to remember something. What was that? They're really cute, and they have nice paws. I like the fur around their so that their that's exactly why. <laughs> but when but when you're talking about like your business, I mean, you don't have to be that abstract, right? Like, why does Budweiser use? Clydesdales, I don't know, but you still relate them to it. But when we're talking about business and we're talking about branding, you know, a lot of times people say to us, Jay, like, well, I'm only doing this, so I don't need a story around it, right? Like, um, like for example, we'll give you a great example of someone who does 
kind of a story or an image or a personality around something that's really boring. And you might have heard of us talk about this before, but our buddy Matt Giovannisi runs a pool care website. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything more boring on this earth? Pool and hot tub care. <laughs> Excuse me, pool and hot tub care. Is there anything more boring on this earth than pool and hot tub care? I mean, come on. It's like, yeah, you're, you're Googling it. Like people that I guess own pools and hot tubs there. There's like, I've never owned one, but there's a lot involved with, uh, you know, getting the chemical mixture right and like keeping them clean and not letting algae form and all this type of stuff that comes with owning. And it would be very easy to present in a way that simply said, here's how to get rid of algae. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, right? Boom. Okay. That's it. And that would be useful for some people, but would you probably remember that website? Like, would you say, oh man, when I Googled how to get rid of algae, like, uh, like this website was so cool. Like I got to go back to it. Now you'd read it and you'd get it and you go on and you probably forget about it, right? You'd say, okay, well that was really useful. Instead, what Matt does with all his pool care stuff and with a lot of, he has cartoons, he makes rap videos. I mean, you know, he basically says, I'm going to make a pool and hot care um, hot tub care website that is funny and fun and memorable. And so then when you get someone who comes here and says, hey, not only is he teaching me how to get rid of the algae, but he did it in like a rap video so I can follow his instructions. And it was really funny. What's someone going to do, Jay, when they say, hey, you know, I want to go find out what the best pool cleaner is, robotic pool cleaners. They might remember hey, Swim University, and go back there and buy one from that site. So it's just a, I, would you not agree that that's probably one of the best examples you've ever seen of someone who's like, we're not talking about a huge company here. We're talking about one person who's taken a, a website that is could be very boring and very dry and added not just story, but personality to it. Absolutely. I mean, Matt's amazing at this stuff. I mean, if you want to check out the site we're talking about at swimuniversity.com and uh, Matt has another great site called moneylab.co where he shares in a super transparent way all the stuff that um, that he does with his online businesses. But yeah, I mean, like I'm on the about page right now and Matt talks, you know, tells a little story about the birth of Swim University. He talks about how he was working in his hometown pool store when he was 13 years old. He's worked at three pool companies, you know, all, all of the, the reasons why he got got involved with this. So his picture's there. He's doing like a little winky thing. Um, you know, I, the stories matter. And why do they matter so much? I mean, we, we can go on and on about it, but we should give some reasons in this podcast. First of all, attracting the right people, right? I mean, like Matt, when he creates this stuff or like anybody's telling stories, it's the idea is like, well, with your business, you don't necessarily need to attract everybody and try to appeal to everybody. You want to appeal to the people that you want to be your customer. It's like a two-way street, right? So um, if you're just authentic in how you represent, you know, either yourself or your brand or, or like what it is that you're doing in, in the most authentic way that you can uh, to, to what resonates with your personality, tell the stories in that, in that manner, then you're going to attract people that are, um, like yeah, that, I don't that say like-minded, but just like, yeah, that resonate with you. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think you're right. One is exactly that, to attract the, the right people, because you don't have to have everyone. You only need a, a loyal community of the right people who love what you do. No matter what it is, whether you're selling a product, whether you have a podcast, no matter what it is, you don't want to try to appeal to everyone. You want to try to appeal to certain people. Some people would watch 10 seconds of that rap video and be like, 
this South Jersey dude is a complete bleep, you know, and then they'd get rid of it. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Okay. And some people are going to watch you be like, this is really funny that someone took the time to do this. And then it um, sticks like crazy. I, that was my, exactly my second point was the stickiness factor. And there's a, if you've read a bunch of, I haven't read all of them, but there's a ton of marketing books out there. One's called Make It Stick. One's called, I think, The Sticky Factor, stuff like that. And anytime you can get something to stick in someone's memory, which is very hard nowadays with people scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through Facebook, and we could go into like different ways to do this with ads, but, but we won't for this one. But anytime you can get something to stick, that's going to have a huge impact because it's going to be memorable, right? And that's what you want. You want people to say like, that's anytime I need something for pool care, Matt is the pool care guy. Like it's, any question I have, that's my first stop is I'm going there. I'm not going to say impossible, but it's it's pretty freaking hard to make it stick or make it memorable without putting a story around it because people it's just we're human beings and we remember stories you know those those are the things that that stay with us and that's why they're so important and and although you know up until this point we haven't really talked about the fact that on the surface this may seem obvious like yes of course but like when you really think about how you've been running your business I, I don't know how you've been, but I'm, I know with my personal experience, when I take a step back, like I have to remind myself all the time to do this because it's not an easy thing to do. It's much easier to kind of, you know, list bullet points or different things that you have. And it's like, well, but where's the story here? You know, even if you're writing an article or something, it's, it's really easy to be like, um, okay, well, you know, here's like, here's how to get, uh, you know, accommodations on the cheap or whatever. Here's, you know, 21 ways, but it's like, in an article like that, even if you're just talking about a blog for your business, whatever it is, you should tell a story about how one of these things worked for you one time and make that so memorable that it's like, wow, I can really... Now it's brought to life how that worked for me. And I mean, stories resonate across the board. It's not just like on sales pages. We're talking about articles. We're talking about offers, you know, emails to your list or, what, or whatever it is that you're doing with your business, even uh, on the phone. If you're just uh, talking on the phone with people, you know, tell those stories. Take notice of the next, the next, let's say, five articles that you read, whether they be, you know, news sites, whether they be people's blog posts, whatever, and take notice of how many of them start with a story. Maybe it's a couple sentences. Maybe it's a paragraph like you referenced, Jay, if you're going to say, hey, 21 ways to get cheap accommodations. You know what I would do? And we've actually done this exact post. So this is what I hope I did when I wrote it. Um, and if not, I should go back. and redo. But you, you give the advice, right? But at the top, tell a story. Hey, I was I, one day I was driving down the road in a Meow Mix mobile, and I stopped over to get gas. You know, and this is a story that you tell, like you were driving a Meow Mix mobile, and you go into this like four, five sentence thing about how you were in a Meow Mix mobile, and the police came up, and this and that, and you asked if you could have free accommodations if you parked in Meow Mix. This isn't your exact right story. Right now, but people say, are like, "What is a Meow Mix mobile?" Right. Well, they're hearing and they're like, "Oh, I remember that story of when Jason was driving a Meow Mix mobile, a huge." cat down the road and he got free accommodations because he offered to do this for them or something. Right. So, I mean, start with the story. I'm, and, and I think you made a really good point that it's, it's one of those common sense things. Like if someone sits back and says, Oh yeah, like I do always resonate with stories. I remember stories. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I should do that in my business. It's a common sense thing 
that a lot of people don't do. I'm going to give you a perfect example. And, and you can integrate it, like you said, into everywhere. Obviously, a really great place is the about page. If you're talking about a website or, or actually any company. I'll tell you one thing that I always do, Jay, when I go to like buy a product and I go to someone's website that's like a, you know, they're selling something. It's not Amazon or something like that, but it's it's selling a product and it's their own website. I always go to the about page. You know, it says about or our team or our story or our company. And I just love reading like, when did they start? You know, and if someone writes like a funny, good about page, you've got me hooked. Like that is, I am hooked. So the about page or anything like that with your company story or your story is a very, very good way to get someone hooked right away and to, and to start. I mean, that's kind of, would you say, maybe the most obvious kind of in your face if you're only going to do a story somewhere well, start with absolutely this. i mean that's the story of the company and you know we're, we're talking online because or- yeah i mean most of these businesses that are location independent not all of them but most of them are or i would say almost all of them are going to have some kind of online presence and a lot of them mostly do their business online, or at least that's the initial point, whether it's, you know, to generate the leads or, you know, maybe the conversations come later, but you have to have an online presence usually to be location independent and you should have an about page. Absolutely. And that about page should tell some kind of story around it. Now you might be thinking too, well, what, you know, maybe there's some people out there that, uh, run websites that have nothing to do with something that they even do personally. Like they found, uh, that there's a demand for, I don't know, drones, you know, so they've started a a niche e-commerce site that sells drones or whatever. I'm just making up an example, but they don't own a drone. They, they're not a photographer. They don't use drones. Well, how are you going to tell stories? You can tell other people's stories. You know, they don't have to be your own personal stories. Now you can still tell a personal story on your about page about like why you started the company or what you were interested in about it or like why you think it's going to be a, a great solution for people and still tell a story there. But you can interview other people and get their stories, you know, and, and a lot of times those are more powerful because you're getting different perspectives, different backgrounds. I mean, that's one of the things I love to do, Trav. Like personally, I love if I'm writing or creating a podcast or doing something around something that I have experience with, then it's super fun to tell those stories. I have no problem telling those stories. But if it's something that I don't have a lot of experience with, well, why don't I just talk to somebody who does and they can tell their story and then we can share that and, and, and you can get the, you get a totally different perspective because they're a totally different person. You, they come from a different background. You know, you, you get all these different ideas and things around it and then you can you can appeal to a lot of different people too because it's like hey you know every everybody that wants different product i mean depending on what you're selling people can be you know different ages living in different places like there's a whole so it's nice to to bring other people in that uh your product or your service has helped and tell those stories it's why almost every sales page in the world has testimonials on it because what is a testimonial it's someone's story. It might be a short quip, right? It might not tell you the whole story, but it usually says like, before before I had this product, um, I didn't know how to travel the world. After Travis's frequent flyer boot camp, I was able to go on around the world honeymoon for $300. Like that's a story. It's a very short story. It's someone's story, but that will sit on someone's sales page. And why? Because someone's going to hear that and think, Wait, that is real to me. I, I think that's the other thing as we as we kind of go on why what series do is it makes it real. I'm going to give you an example. This is a it's going to get a little meta here because it's a story 
within a story. But this is an example of even, like you said, even if you don't own that product or or, or something like that, and it's not on the about page. It's a cool thing that someone did with a story to generate $22 million. Okay. So, and here's Whoa, the story. Behind, hook. Here's the story behind the story. I got an email that said how one email made millions. Okay. I got that email a week ago. I clicked on it. Like, of course I'm going to click on that. Like, <laughs> what the heck could it be? <laughs> I read this email. Guess what? This email stuck with me because what did I do right before we got on this podcast? I said, dude, I got to open that email to get that story again. <laughs> so that story stuck with me. That email stuck with me. And why did it stick with me? Because in that email, this person told someone else's story. So I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Derek Sivers founded a company called CD Baby, which a lot of people might know Derek Sivers. He's a pretty big time entrepreneur now. But his first thing or one of his first real successful thing was a company called CD Baby, which he sold in 2008 for $22 million. Okay. I really like his book. Side note, he came out with a really good book recently. I can't so, remember what it's called. Okay. So here's what Derek did. When he first, initially when someone would buy a CD, this is, if you don't know what CDs are, well, Hello, Generation Y. You don't know what CDs. <laughs> when someone would buy a CD, they'd get an email that just said, hey, your CD has been shipped. But Derek looked at that email and he was thinking, okay, this doesn't really reflect the personality of me or the company. So, so he rewrote it and he says it took him 20 minutes to rewrite this email. Okay, 20 minutes. It's all it take him because it said, hey, your CD has been shipped. Thank you from CD Baby. That's it. 20 minutes, he wrote this email. Thanks for your order with CD Baby. Your CD has has been gently taken from the CD Baby shelves with a sterilized, contamination-free gloves and placed onto a satin pillow. A team of 50 employees inspected your CD and polished it to make sure it was the best possible condition before mailing. Our packaging specialist from Japan lit a candle and a hush fell over the crowd as he put your CD into the finest gold-lined box that money can buy. We all had a wonderful celebration afterwards, and the whole party marched down the street to the post office where the entire town of Portland waved bon voyage to your package on its way to you in our private CD baby jet on this date, Friday, June 6th. I hope you had a wonderful time shopping at, at CD Baby. We sure did. Your picture is on our wall as customer of the year. We're all exhausted, but can't wait for you to come back to CD Baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that was his email yeah. to anyone who bought a CD. And people loved and it. People loved it. So it went viral. I mean, like people were like, holy crap. You know, they'd send it to their friends who had never purchased from CD Baby. Like, look at this funny email I got. And then people would be like, what the heck CD Baby? You know, because it's in the email. Mm. They click on it. They go. And it just, it exploded his business. And that's a fake story, right? I mean, obviously it's tongue in cheek and it's humorous. But he took the idea you know, just this idea of like being funny, of, of doing something memorable, of telling a story, even if it's a fictional story, in what is probably a place that 99% of businesses don't ever think about. The email that is thanking their customers afterwards, and it helped blow up his business and make him $22 million. Yeah, I, that's incredible. Um, I want to give another quick example. I wanted to buy a wallet about a year ago. I wanted I wanted to get like a good leather wallet and I was looking for something really specific. So I was shopping around Etsy because I thought it would be cool to get something that was kind of unique. And I don't usually buy... I don't buy too many things. And I don't spend a lot of money on these types of things. But I was really like in the market for a wallet. I was like, my wallet's worn out. I want to get this wallet. So um, I'm looking around Etsy and I'm seeing all these wallets and they were like... The descriptions were like, you know, totally boring. 
and the pictures were were not good. That's a whole other discussion. But the the picture the the descriptions were like you know leather wallet um, holds holds you know this many bills. They, they would try to spice it up, but it was most people didn't even try to spice it up. And then some people that tried to spice it up like did a little bit, but not very well. Then I found this guy, Mister Lentz, and let me just read a snippet from his um, his web page. A long, long, long time ago, on a windswept plain in the center of the rugged state of Colorado, a cowboy sat on a rock, perched within the prairie grasses, listening to the thunderous boom of a far-off rainstorm. The contemplation of life and its meaning comes often to a man of the West, and for this cowboy, it had reached its final crux. You see, growing up in a land wrought by the influence of computers, a land taken over by our screens and their digital influence, was not a land this cowboy could endure. Used to the Rocky Mountains, the open plains, and the expansive deserts of the Southwest, his heart cried out for more, something a bit more gratifying, something that could be seen as progress at the end of a hard day, hard day's work. I mean, it goes on and on. This guy's selling wallets, <laughs> right? I mean, like, and there's like, I'm telling you, it's just worth it going just, just to read this story. I mean, it's like three or four or five paragraphs. And then, you know, it shows like some magazines he's been featured in. He has a whole section walk, walk you through a typical day of work. He has like pictures of his workshop. He's holding this badass looking guitar. Um, you know, you're like in the workshop with him. You see, he's like a real cowboy, authentic. I mean, it's like, Dude, like, how am I not going to buy a wall from this guy? Bought a wall from the guy. And I love it. I, I, you know, that's what's so cool nowadays about Etsy, about Kickstarter, about a lot of these. Um, I, I don't know what you, I mean, Kickstarter is a crowdfunding platform, but about these platforms that allow people to sell their own products or, or raise money for their own price is that now people have bought into this idea of, of, of stories because you go on Kickstarter now. Man, you better have Kickstarter is a great place. You're right to like. Just, it is. If if you're someone who's like, I, I what? Give me an idea of what what a good story is. You know, we've given you a few, but go on Kickstarter. Look at some of the best funded Kickstarter things. Watch their videos, and not everyone's going to do video, so it's a little different. But watch their videos. I mean, these are like two, three, four minute videos that are really well done, professionally edited and shot, and they're interesting. And that's what's getting people hooked. You know, there's probably a hundred different backpacks out there on Kickstarter, luggage things out there on Kickstarter, right? So the competition is pretty fierce now. So you better have an awesome story to go with it that makes people perk up, want to share it with your friends, and want to buy in. So go to Kickstarter and and watch some of those, and they are great examples of people who who basically need to tell a really good story in order to survive. That is such a great tip. I mean, I, I just to dig into this a little bit, Trav, because we talk about validating products and, and you know, you can validate articles or videos you're going to make too. Like if you're going to spend a lot of money or time creating a video for your product, I mean, Kickstarter, what a great resource you can go on. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how many wallets Mr. Lentz uh, sells, but I'm sure he sells quite a few, but I have a no lot way more of now that, that, that uh, people listen to L location <laughs> any pod are going to go. Right. Over. I mean, I have no way of knowing, but if you go to Kickstarter, you can see which, which, uh, which projects made, you know, hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. It's right there. So, you know, those are the successful ones. And if you take a meta view, you say, I mean, let me break this down. How did they tell this story? Why, why did this work? Why did this resonate? How can I incorporate some of these elements? I mean, those are like vetted, um, products and, and in some regard, but also vetted stories. 
you know, and you don't steal stories, but I'm saying you can look at it analytically and think, okay, well, I have my story. You know, now I have to figure out that's that's a challenge. It's like, well, we have the stories, but how do we share them in the right way? And that that can be where the the creative fun comes into play, and it also can be where the challenges come into play. So you can look at some uh, successful stories there. It's a it's a great point. I would urge you to not to get too worried about. For case in point, I wrote an about me page for extra pack of peanuts about three years ago. I still haven't changed it. I don't love it, but it tells this like long story of how I was afraid to fly and I used to throw up when I'd fly as a kid and where the idea of extra pack, where the name extra pack of peanuts came from. And and still to this day, people referenced it like when they write me emails like, ha ha, that I hated flying too when I was a kid. I threw up all over my twin sister as well. You know, not everyone says all over my twin sister, but you get the point. Um, but I haven't changed it for a while. And so I, I would urge you though, and I sat down, I wrote it and it probably just like Derek Sivers email it took me maybe 30 minutes to write and now it's lived on. I would urge you not to have not to worry about making it perfect. Because if you go to Kickstarter and you see these videos, and you're like, oh, maybe I have to make an awesome video for my product. Like, don't worry about all that. If you want to, great. But start somewhere. Start writing a decent about page. Okay. And 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 decent can just be at least telling the story. It doesn't always have to be funny and humorous. I mean, that, if that's your style, great. But start by doing something and then constantly evolve it. Because that's the great thing about having a website or a digital product or whatever is I could go on right now after this podcast and change my whole about page. It doesn't have to be perfect right away. But start telling the story because I'm telling, that is what people are going to resonate with. I'm with you, Jay. I don't like spending money on a lot of things. Now, I want to find products to people that I want to give my money to. And that's, and how do I know I want to give them my money? Because of their stories, because yeah. of who they are. And yeah, and, the, and their intention behind it and, and all of that. I mean, it, it really does matter. And if you're listening to this and, and you're already doing that, that's, that's amazing. I feel like I, I do it to an extent, but I still forget and I still can. I can still get lost in, in the facts and forget like, okay, let me, what can I put that's compelling around this? Um, that makes it interesting. That makes it a little more sticky. And I think, uh, a good challenge to put, uh, forth towards everybody today, present company included, of course, is when you sit down to, uh, work on content or work on things like that, emails or whatever it is that you're doing in your business or your branding or whatever, just make sure you take a second, take a little breath and think, okay, like, is there, is there enough story here? Is can I? I always say wrap, we say wrap this in a story. You know, like can, how can you wrap this in in some kind of story, whether it's your own or somebody else's? And and, and that's usually the easiest. keep it top of mind. Usually, keep it top usually, of mind. Usually, exactly. And usually, the easiest is wrapping your own story around it to begin with. Um, that's going to be your simplest way to do it. So I think Chris is buzzing us right now. Um, we're speaking of wrapping it. We're going to be wrapping up here. Um, but yeah, stories, very, 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 very important for selling products. Just take note of it. When you read an article, hey, does it start with a story? Does this blog post start with a story? Am I intrigued? Am I hooked right away? Keep, keep you know, when you watch a commercial, what's hooking me into this commercial? Or maybe you're going to watch it and like, this commercial sucks because it doesn't have a story, which I do now. I'm like, dude, who greenlighted this commercial? This is awful. <laughs> um, so you'll start to see people who do a good job and a bad job. Well, um, like, but yeah, think of how you can do it in your, in your own way. Yeah, and I'm just be authentic with it. You know, we're not saying, oh, tell stories to manipulate people. You know, it's one thing we didn't talk about. We're just saying, just tell honest stories. Like, tell honest, authentic stories, and just do. Yeah, or, or 
Heather, Heather and Travis always say to each other, you do you when they're going to go do something you and do like the other one's either not on board or doesn't really care. They're like, all right, you do you, you know, like you're going to do that. I'm going to do this thing. And like, same thing with stories. It's like, you do you, you know, I mean, that's just, you do you. just roll with it. You do you. You do you. Thank you guys for listening. If you if you want to check out more of what we do, we didn't even get to get inside LI and talk about what we're doing in our community this week, but that's okay because we got a little tangent with the stories. I think we told some pretty good stories. Um, but if you want to check out what we do over at Location Indie, that's locationindie.com. For anyone looking to become location independent, for anyone who is location independent and wants to be around a supportive awesome community of people um, all helping each other out, chatting about where they're going to travel next, giving each other advice, um, supporting each other, encouraging each other. We just do all that fun stuff over at Location Indie. You can check it out, locationindie.com. Sign up, get some free goodies. in the uh, uh, If you sign up for the newsletter list, you get some free goodies. And uh, we'll also be telling you when you can join the community again because it is a closed community and you can't join all the time. So um, the only way to find out when you can join is by hopping on the email newsletter list and and getting those goodies so uh check that out if that sounds uh up your alley yeah we have a video there that tells a little story so that's true a funny <laughs> video that is still living on a couple years later and um hopefully it's pretty memorable because we pour well, beer all over each other in a hot tub <laughs> we uh we had a good time with it and we were just like hey we're goofy like so this video is going to be goofy because we're, we are goofy and we like to have a we good did time we. Yeah. we did we so we did we. We'll see you next Thanks. time. Thank you guys. Cheers. Peace.